just want to just say thank you guys so much. I want to read to you a couple of emails that I got in the past 24 hours. And this is what makes my job so fishizzle. All right. I got this one. Her name is uh, from Vanessa. And Vanessa got baptized at one church uh, back in like December. And uh, she ended up getting deployed to Afghanistan. This is what she says. She says, hey, I love One Church. You guys' podcast is awesome. I've been able to go to church every Sunday while I've been in Afghanistan. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Kind of who makes that happen is all of these media people. We got uh, Chuck up in the back, and he does all the video stuff. Got Randy. Uh, he's doing all of the, uh, the, um, the camera stuff. And so if some of y'all can watch it online as well. And then we have a wonderful person back on lights. I don't even know who's back there tonight or today or this morning. So, but thank you. I can't even see you. I'll just see like people going. Oh, oh, oh. So anyway, um, but just a huge, I mean, sound guys, all this. Many of you guys, you get here at like 6 o dark 30 and uh, set up and all this stuff. And I, I'm going to give you another one. This is really cool. Had this dude, his name is Todd. I ended up sending out an email about um, group link and some of this stuff coming up. And he says, hey, will you please take me off your mailing list? So that's never a good thing, right? So I'm like, okay, sure. I said, sorry about that. And he says, oh, don't worry, and then I'm going to finish it. He says, it's quite all right, Chris. I really enjoyed going to one church, and I so loved it. I can say that I, I fell truly in love at one church. I fell uh, truly in love with Jesus at one church. I have since left Clarksville, and I'm in serving the Lord in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I'm a youth minister. So it's just really neat. Um, really, really neat. So uh, it's amazing. You guys are making such a huge difference, not only here in this community, but literally in South Dakota. How many of y'all ever been to South Dakota? How many of y'all ever wanted to leave South Dakota? All right. Amazingly enough, they were the same hands. All right. Uh, so, I mean, you're making a difference in people's lives in Afghanistan. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for serving. Thank you for all that you do, whether that's holding a baby whether that's being a greeter, whether that's setting up or tearing down or doing video or all of that stuff, you guys, your sacrifices make a difference. All right, talking about Christian atheists, it's an oxymoron. All right, we talked about that last week, an oxymoron. What's an oxymoron? It's when you take one, when you take one word and you put it with another word and those words contradict. Jumbo shrimp. Remember we talked about that last week? I thought of another one over the week. UT football. That's an oxymoron, right? Just throw that out there, all right? That's right, Randy Wetzel. I said it twice. That's right. All right, very good. All right, T today, I mean, Christian atheists. Today we're going to be talking about, hey, I believe in God, but I want to keep my belief in God a secret. Today I believe in God, but I don't want anybody to know that I believe in God. Um, some, I think some of you guys, you've been putting some stuff off in your life. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Some of y'all, you've been putting some stuff off in your life, and you become like a stale, two-day-old donut. Some of y'all going, you nasty. All right? I just might be. Speaking of that, how many of y'all love Jesus? How many of y'all love Krispy Kreme? All right, throw that out there. They're one and the same. I throw that out Some of y'all going, I don't know. It's in there. I'm going to preach from... The biblical text of donuts this morning. Some of you are going, what is he talking about? Just hang on with me, all right? But let me just say this. The best time to get a Krispy Kreme, I, I call them Krispy Kreme. The best time to get a Krispy Kreme donut is when? 
In the morning, when it's hot, when that light is on, you know what I'm talking about. Come on now, Eric. You know, I mean, when that when that red light is on, get them while they're hot, hot in the hot tub. I mean, I love them when when you get them hot. There's nothing better than a hot Krispy Kreme donut. You ain't got to chew it; it just kind of melts in your mouth, right? Now, let me tell you what I know about Krispy Kremes or Southern Made or whatever donut place you go to. All right. You, I never ever went to Southern Maid, I never went to Krispy Kreme, and somebody goes up to the, yes, can I take your order? Yes, I'd like to have a four-day-old donut. Nobody ever does that, right? Because four-day-old donuts, they're stale, they're hard as a brick, they ain't no good, right? In fact, I need somebody, I need some, uh, somebody from the audience. Who can help me out? Who can, I need a volunteer. Somebody. All right, come here, come here. All right, very good. All right. And you, you volunteer, right? All you got to do is just come down here. You ain't got to come far. How you doing, Vanessa? Come on, you, you're good. All right. There you go. Those aren't four-day-old donuts. You're welcome. And if you love Jesus, you will share them with the people around you. Oh, yeah, see? Ollie, I, I see how you're doing. Uh, how many of y'all want to give a, a double tie today? Yeah. Uh, all right, who wants this another box? Come on. Anybody want them? You got to come forward. Somebody going, bam, bam. You're like, get up off of me. All right. Very go, Liz. Oh, look at that. She, she's going to share all. She's so godly. All right. Now, donuts. I want to talk about Krispy Kreme and donuts. Now, you're thinking, now, where is he going to go with this in the Bible? All right. Here's where I'm going to go. Y'all ready? This is in Acts chapter 18, verse 8. It's biblical. Look at this. Crispus. Y'all see that? Crispus, his last name was Cremus. Crispus Cremus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household did what? They believed in the Lord, and many others in Corinth also heard Paul, and they became believers, and they were baptized. You see, the very thing that some of you have been putting off in your life is baptism. Because that's where, I, and that's really what I'm going to talk about today. There's a lot of similarities between donuts and baptism. Hang out with me for a sec. You see, just as when you go to Krispy Kreme, the best time to get them is you get them while they're hot. All right, the best time for you to do something for Jesus Christ when He asks you to do something is to do it immediately. Some of you, you were, you used to be hot in your relationship with God. You used to be on fire. You were like, woohoo, yeah, I love Jesus, right? And then you said, well, hey, your next step should be baptism. It's just like those donuts. What happens when those donuts go on the conveyor belt? In fact, watch this, watch this clip. You, you watch it. You, you love Jesus right now. Watch this. As if you needed another reason to love hot, fresh, delicious Krispy Kreme donuts? Well, here it is. Krispy Kreme donuts are made with zero grams of trans fat. Think about it. Think Krispy Kreme. I'm thinking Krispy Kreme. And you need to know this. The reason why I eat Krispy Kreme is because they have no trans fat. Right. Anyway, all right. You see, what makes a Krispy Kreme donut good is that it's on that conveyor belt. And what happens to it? Oh, it gets, it gets baptized, right? All that icing, all that gooey, it just goes in there and it's like, and that's what makes it good. You see what I'm saying? 
But see, you don't want to take a stale old something and throw it through there. And see, some of you, what you've been putting off, and the reason why you're so stale right now is because you've put off, you said, you know what, I'm, I'm too, maybe I'm, you used to be hot for Jesus, and now you've just become like a stale, day-old donut. All right, Hot is best when it comes to donuts. And the same is the same thing when it comes to baptism. All right, I mean, that is just a fact. It's a fact. So today, here's what we're going to do. Have you been putting God off? Have you been putting God off when it comes to baptism? And we're going to be answering and answering a lot of different questions of some questions you might even have about baptism today. But let me tell you when it comes to baptism. Baptism is really, in a lot of ways, it's telling your story. Telling your story. In fact, here's a great video that we shoot. We shoot videos here at One Church of you get to tell your story. And listen to what Deidre says. Listen. Today, I decided to get baptized on Easter Sunday because what a better way to show my Savior how much I love him than to be baptized and resurrect myself on the day he was resurrected. I'm just, you know, at a point in my life where I feel like um, it's, it's either make or break time. If you're reading your Bible, it's just time. All the signs are here. He's on his way home to take his people home, and I want to go home with him. You know what else? I probably should have said how much I enjoy coming to this church because it's, I, I, you know, I don't feel like I'm being preached at. I feel like I'm being taught, and in a way, it's like Bible for dummies. I'm not saying that I'm a dummy or anything, but it's broke down in a way where I can understand. You know, because sometimes when you're reading the Bible, it's like there is words that you just don't understand. And here, you know, I have I was given a Bible where it's broke down to where I can understand and I can read it with my Bible, you know, that I already have and kind of, you know, like, okay, well, this is what this means. And I understand this now. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, it's, I love coming here because, you know, for that reason, I can just... Get the full understanding of what I'm being taught. don't release me until it's over. that's the reason why we do everything that we do here at One Church. I mean, wasn't that video awesome? Just to, yeah, let's, let's give it up. And just to let you guys know, the fellow who put that video together, he's 17 years old. 
really, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are or what your gift is. God can use you. His name's Ian. And awesome, awesome dude. In fact, speaking of that, we have like four more baptism stories we need to show. Um, and <laughs> one of the things we were trying to get that uh, this week and get that done, and the camera that we use for our story is broken. So we're trying to get that off and recover that. So I know some of you are going, hey, I shot a video soon, and it's coming. Just hang on to it. So, um, but that's, what, that's why we do what we do here at One Church. It's what we do here at One Church. And it's so very important. Now, let's answer, start asking and answering some of you questions. Some of you, are, you got the question. You got the baby question. And here's what the baby question is. I was baptized as an infant. Did that count? Now, before I start talking about that, I want to say up front that here at One Church, we don't push denominations. We push Jesus Christ. All right, this is not about the, what the Baptists believe or what the Catholics believe, or what the Methodists believe, or what the Assemblies of God believe, because it really doesn't matter. What matters is God's Word, the Bible. So I promise you, I am going to tell you what the Bible says about this, but when I do that, and as I'm saying that, I want you to hear my heart on this, that we're not here to talk bad about any denomination or rag on anybody. Uh, that's not what we're here about. We're here to talk about Jesus, and we're going to do that unashamedly. Now, that being said, I do want to be very clear that this is, and you're welcome to look at your Bible, look from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation, all right? Right now, I'm going through a Bible reading plan through version. Some of you are doing that with your phone. I'm doing the chronological one. I'm going through the entire Bible. Here's the thing. If you read the entire Bible, you're not going to find one instance of an infant being baptized. Not one. Not one. Now, let me tell you, and this is very, very important. Then who gets baptized? And this is, those people who get baptized are those people who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, who understand that sin separates them from God, and Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. Those are the people who put their faith and trust in God. That's who should get baptized. All right? Now, so when is the right age? Well, <laughs> Any age, as long as they understand and ask Jesus to be their Savior. In fact, let me just throw up a couple of pictures. My oldest son, Walt, is 11 years old. He was 5 years old when he was baptized. And by the way, this next picture will show you even more. How he was baptized, it was in this galvanized horse trough. All right, he got baptized when he was in Iowa. And um, when we were pastoring a church in Iowa. And, you know... I, when that dude was born, I remember holding him in my arms. He was nine pounds, eight, eight pounds. Dear Lord, I can't even remember. I got so many kids out there listening. I think it was eight pounds, nine pounds, three ounces, I believe. That's what it was. My wife is in here. I really wish you would help me. The boy was two feet tall when he was born. He was 23 and a half inches long. I remember when he, he I mean, we kept on doing this, pulling him out. Like, dear, you know. Anyway. But, you know, when I held that dude in my arms, man, I'm all teary-eyed, and I was praying for him, and every night I pray, God, I pray that you would save him. I pray that you would save him. I pray that he would begin a relationship with you one day. Let me tell you what I didn't. I didn't baptize him when he was an infant. And here's the reason why. It's because he didn't understand what it meant. He didn't understand how to begin that relationship with Jesus. He didn't understand what sin was. He didn't understand that Jesus was the only way to God. He didn't understand that. So I prayed for him, and you know what I did? Every night I prayed for him. Every day I talked about Jesus to him. 
And you know what? It all started sinking in. And when he was five years old, he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. And it was one of the most happiest days of my life. I was crying. He was crying. We had a wonderful time. But it's very, very important. Very, very important. It's always belief, baptism. Y'all hear what I said? In fact, let's all say that together. It's All right, now some of you are going, I'm from the state of Missouri. Show me. All right, here we go. Acts 2.38. Listen to this. Peter replies, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Belief, baptism. Keep on going. Acts 2.41. Those who... Those who believed what Peter said were belief baptism. All right, this is Acts eight twelve. But now the people believed the message of the good news concerning the kingdom of God and in the name of the in the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, because they believed, the result was what? Many men and women were baptized. What is it? It's this is all skate morning people. All right, keep on going. Next verse. Then Simon himself believed and was, all right, and then let's look at Crispus Cremus one more time, ready? Crispus and everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul and became what? Believers and were, all right, there it is, belief, baptism, belief, baptism. So you're thinking, okay, I I was baptized as an infant. You know what? Great. That's great. And I'm not downplaying any of that. But if since then you've began a relationship with Jesus, and what I mean by that is if you've realized that you're a sinner, that you can't make it to God on your own, that you've made some huge, massive mistakes, and you have placed in your faith and your trust, you believe that God is going to take you to heaven through Jesus Christ, that he's the only way, then you've began a relationship with Jesus, you become a Christian then you should be baptized because it's always belief and baptism. Believe. Now, some of you, all right, now, this, now, this, is, now I'm gonna, this is personal to me, guys. Some of you, you may have gotten baptized before you believe. I'll give you an example. When I was eight years old, uh, I was here at a local church, and I walked down front. I walked down the aisle because they did invitations. And, uh, man, I, all my friends were going down, and I prayed a prayer, and I don't know if I really got saved then. You know, I don't know if I went down front because everybody was, you know, all my friends were going down front. I don't know. And I remember for years after that, I doubted. I didn't know if I was really, really saved. But when I was 12 years old, I just said, you know what? I don't know if I made that decision or not, but I'm going to make it now. And I prayed, and I know I was saved at 12. I might have been at 8, but I got baptized when I was 8 years old. So I don't know. I'm trying to work this out even in my own life. I may have been baptized before I believed. And one of the things I'm wrestling with God right now is I'm a preacher who I'm really praying about I might get baptized. And you, some of you are saying, well, you're a preacher. You're right. I'm also just like you. And some of you, it, it's kind of a maybe a prideful thing. You know, well, shouldn't you have already gotten that, you know, down, nailed down, you think? Well, again, I'm just like you. So if I can humble myself at 39 and say, you know what? Maybe it's time, I don't know exactly, and it's kind of a gray area, but I don't want gray areas in my life. You know what I mean? So I, I talked to Kim yesterday, I said, hey, would you baptize me if I decided to get baptized? And she shook her head, she said, sure, I will. Um, so, okay. And some of you are thinking, well, a, a woman can't baptize. 
right? Because it's in there. It's in second opinions, right? Or only a preacher can baptize. Again, I'm from the state of Missouri. Show me. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to do it this way and only a preacher can baptize you. You know what I mean? It's just not in there. All right. I'm moved from preaching to meddling. All right. Now, believe baptism, believe baptism. Next question is the Clorox question. And this is the Clorox question. Is there anything magical in the water that's going to wash away my sins? All right? I mean, is there anything magical in the water? I, I almost said a, a joke first service, and I decided against it, and I'm not going to say it this week. I have a great joke. If you want to come up later and tell me, I can talk to you about holy water. But um, the, the water that we put in that baptismal tank that we're going to baptize next Sunday in isn't holy. There's nothing special about it. It's agua. All right? It's water. That's it. Right? So, in fact, let me show you what covers your sin and what washes away your sin. It isn't water. Look at Ephesians 2, 8, 9. God saved you by his grace when you were, now what does it say? When you were baptized, right? Right? And is that what it says? By God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Now, by the way, did you see water anywhere in that verse? Did it mention anything about water? Anybody? Somebody help me out here. No, it didn't. It mentions about belief, about faith. And I, I meet people all the time that says, hey, and you ask the question, do you have a relationship with God? Are you going to go to heaven? Oh, yeah, I've been baptized. That's not what I asked. Do you have a relationship? Some people, because they say because they've been baptized, they're going to heaven. Anybody in here single? Anybody single? I need, I need a hand. All right, I'm going to point you out. All right, I'm not going to make you come up here. If I took off my ring and I gave you my ring, would you be married? No, right? Uh, you wouldn't be married. Why? Because this is a symbol, and where this symbol gets really the crux of it is because it's, I did it between me and my wife. But if I gave this to you, you wouldn't be married, right? See, you would say, yeah, that's kind of silly. By giving your ring to somebody else doesn't make them married, and it doesn't. Well, hear me. You getting baptized without having that relationship with God doesn't get you saved. Because just as this is a symbol, baptism is also a symbol. Very, very important. All right? Now, let's go to the next one. We talked about the Clorox question. Let's talk about the attorney question. Now, I'm not going to pick on lawyers here. One of my best friends here at One Church is a district attorney, all right? And, uh, but we are going to ask this question, do you have to be baptized in order to be saved? Do you have to be baptized in order to get to heaven? And the answer to that question may surprise you. It's a big, fat no. You don't. You don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. Now, some of you are like, uh, excuse me, can you please prove that? I will. Look at this. Luke chapter 23, verse 42. And let me give you the context. Jesus is hanging on a cross. He is dying for the sins of everyone, the world. And on one side, he has a criminal. And on the other side, there's a criminal. And the criminal over here is going, Jesus, what's wrong with you? If you're the Son of God, won't you go and do something about all this mess? And he starts making fun of Jesus. And the criminal on the other side of Jesus says, why don't you hush? You don't know who you're speaking to. He's the king. He is God. And look at this. The criminal turns and asks Jesus a question. The criminal said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. 
By the way, he has a kingdom because he is a king. All right? And this is what Jesus replies. Okay, let's hop down from the cross. Let's get baptized. Is that what it's going to say? No. And Jesus replied, I assure you. Let's spit, let, assure. What does it mean to assure somebody? You can take him at his word. I assure you, today, today you will be with me in paradise. And by the way, that's not a wahoo. He's talking about heaven. So, it's belief, baptism. Belief, baptism. We are saved by grace through faith. It is a gift of God. And baptism, you don't have to be baptized in order to get married. So why should we get baptized? All right, let me go back to the whole ring thing. December 11th, 1993, I looked at my wife in the eyes. She wasn't my wife at the time. And I had all those butterflies in my stomach, right? And I was like, wow. And I gave her a ring. Let me tell you the reason why I gave her a ring on our wedding day. It's because inside something was happening to me. I was goo goo mooga all over her. All right? I just love my wife. But she couldn't see that. She couldn't touch that because that was going on inside of me. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give her a ring that she will be able to feel and to touch. And this will always be a reminder of how much I love her. Now, the reason why I did that is because I'm Casanova, guys. No, the reason why I did that is because this was a symbol of something that was happening in here, right? Now, let's talk a little bit. What if you got married to somebody and the guy you got married to or the girl got married to said, baby, I love you, but I'm not wearing a ring for you. You know, I love you, but I don't want anybody to know that we're married. You know what? Let's just, let's just keep it on the down low. What would you say to that guy or that girl? What was that? Bye. You'd go, deuces. All right? Let me know how that goes for you because you're still single. Right? Because that wouldn't work, would it? That dog don't hunt. That ain't going to happen. But I wonder how God feels when we say, yeah, God, okay, I, I believe in you. I trust in you. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. But let's just keep this on the down low. Let's just keep this between us. That's Christian atheist. A Christian atheist is somebody who says, you know what, I believe God, but I'm going to keep this thing hush-hush. I'm going to keep this thing a secret. That is crazy talking. It's absolutely crazy talking. In fact, this is what Jesus says. This is him talking in Matthew 10, 32. Jesus says this, Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But... Everyone who denies me here on earth will also deny me before my Father in heaven. Are you willing to associate with Jesus? I mean, are you willing to go public with your new association with Jesus? You know, it's amazing. In this day and age, people will do a lot of crazy things to associate, associate themselves with some people. You know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all like sports? All right, cool. Let me show you some crazy pictures of what people will do will associate themselves with other people. Look at that dude. I do need some serious one-on-one counseling. All right? Love, now, who, who, what team is that dude love? All right? Is there any doubt in your mind who he's, who he's rooting for? Any, any, no. Let's go to the next one. Here's another one. That dude looks pretty scary. i got to be honest with you. All right? He's wearing his team colors. Show you another one. All right? Now, that cheese head. 
All right? This is an armchair quarterback. He's got some type of alcoholic beverage in his hand. Yeah, he's probably a little inebriated, and he's going, you know what? You've you got to be inebriated, number one, to be a cheesehead. And uh, that's what I'm throwing it out there. It's beach balls today, right there. And look at that. I mean, look how he looks. Is there any doubt what team he's for? What about the next one? Some of y'all just threw up in your mouth a little bit. I understand why. Yeah, that's what I said. Now, is there any doubt in your mind, number one, because he's at a NASCAR event that he's a redneck? Oh, whoa, I just said that, didn't I? I had somebody in first service who I knew went to Bristol last weekend. I mean, I knew, and I'm like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that one, but I'm repeating my mistakes. Is there any doubt that this dude likes Dale Earnhardt? No, because that is nasty, Right? That's some, that's some nasty stuff. I, he shaved a three in the back of his man hair. Ugh. Yeah, some of y'all going, ooh, ooh, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But see, we, are, we got people who will do some crazy stuff to saying, I'm for Dale Earnhardt. I, I'm from this team. I'm for this team. Uh, you want to get baptized? Uh, that's too crazy. That's, that's a little extreme. It ain't no more extreme than what you just saw. Right? I mean, some people will go and they will cheer and they will yell. But when it comes to real things about spiritual stuff, yeah, I don't think I'm up for that. I don't think I'm willing to do that. And that leads me to our big idea today. Our big idea is simply this, is that baptizing is advertising Jesus. Just as all those people were advertising whose team they're on, that when you get baptized, you're saying, I am on Jesus' team. In fact, let me say it another way. Baptism is a public declaration, a declaration of a brand new association. Baptism is a public declaration. Hey, this is public. I'm for Jesus of a brand new association. When you get baptized, you're saying, I am with Jesus. Now, that leads me to my next question. It's the H2O question. And it's this, how are you supposed to do it? What's the right way to be baptized? Is it sprinkled? Uh, is it spritzed? You know, is it, uh, th- th- there's a weird word called immersion, and that just means going all the way under, being dunked. What's the right way? Well, let me tell you, this is not the right way. Watch this.
That is not the right way, all right? So, again, we're not interested in what denominations say. We're interested in what the Bible has to say. So, what does it have to say? What's the right way? Hear me on this one. Every instance of somebody getting baptized in the Bible is them being, and here's that weird word again, being immersed, being put under, being dunked. You remember I said baptism is, there's a symbol behind baptism just like there's a symbol behind a ring? Let me tell you what that symbol is behind baptism. This is Romans chapter 6, verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. You see, there is a symbolism in baptism that you lose when you sprinkle or when you do whatever because, follow me on this one, in baptism, he died, he was buried. Now, did he stay buried? This is the reason why when we baptize people, we don't hold them under. It's a very good thing because they would need to be buried, right? He died, he was buried, and what happened? He rose again, all right? You see, when you, when you go out to, the, to a, um, a graveyard, a cemetery, and somebody, they have a hole in the ground, they don't just throw dirt on it and leave the casket sitting on top of the ground, right? They put the casket inside the ground, and what do they do? They put dirt on top of it, right? And that, that symbol that we were, just like Jesus, now we used to be dead, we're buried, and now, because of Jesus, we are now alive again. That's amazing. Now, some of you are like, okay, if that's the case, then, then how come I was sprinkled? You know, what about that? Where did that come from? All right, again, and we're going to talk about this, but I just want to prove to you, whatever denomination, whatever tradition you come from, let me just go back. All right, let's, let's talk about Catholics for a sec. F.J. Brenner, some of you, if you're a Catholic, you know who this is, because he is a Catholic historian. And this is what he has to say about this. I'm going to put this on the screen so that you don't think I'm making this up. F.J. Brenner says this, For the first 1,300 years of church history, baptism was generally and regularly, and there's that weird word again, immersion. That means immerse. That means to put under and bring up. By immersion of the person underwater and only in extraordinary cases, a sprinkling or pouring of water. The latter were disputed modes of baptism and often forbidden. So the, for the first 1,300 years of Catholic history, people were immersed. Okay, well you're like, okay, I'm not Catholic. I'm Lutheran. Alright, if you're Lutheran, who started the Lutheran movement? A fellow by the name of Martin Luther. Alright, <clears throat> this is what Martin Luther has to say about this. I would have those who were to be baptized to be entirely, what's that word? Immersed, as the Bible says, and as the mystery signifies. He's saying there's a symbol here. There's a mystery. Okay, uh, excuse me, Pastor, I'm Presbyterian, okay? All right? Presbyterian. You've heard of John Calvin because he's the one who really started the Presbyterian denomination. Listen to what John Calvin has to say. The word baptize signifies to immerse. It is certain that immersion was the practice of the ancient church. That's John Calvin talking. All right, keep on going. Well, I, I'm Methodist. All right, uh, the Methodist denomination was started by two godly men, brothers, John and, <clears throat> John and Charles Wesley. Listen to what John Wesley has to say. Buried with him alludes to baptizing by what? 
immersion according to the custom of the first church. Every denomination, every church all agreed that it was underwater. Now some of you are going, then that just then how come they do it the way they do it now? That's a great question. Maybe you should go ask them. I can tell you, and this is what I have went and asked some of them, and this is what I've been told. That many of it, it's because of convenience or it's because of back in the 13, 1400s when the plague and all that stuff was going around, they were really concerned about health um, and there wasn't a lot of pure water just lying around. So they would take water and they would sprinkle it because that's all they had. Some of you, maybe you were in Iraq or Afghanistan and there wasn't a lot of water and you became a Christian and maybe you got sprinkled. All right, that, That's where that came from. That was more convenience, but always the Bible says that the word baptized literally means to be put under, all right? Very, very clear. Now, some of you are thinking, well, okay, well, I got sprinkled. Should I get rebaptized? That's really between you and God. That really is between you and God, and I'm just going to leave it at that, all right? Now, the next question, our last one, how to do it question. How do we do it here at One Church? Well, we don't do it like this. Watch this. I'm a little concerned right now about your salvation and stuff. How come you have not been baptized? Because I never got around to it, okay? <laughs> I don't know why you always have to be judging me. Because I only believe in science. But tonight, we are going up against Satan's caveman. And I just thought it would be a good idea if you... Felicidades. Let me tell you, we don't baptize like that here at One Church. What? I love that, all right? Let me tell you how we do. The first Sunday of every month, we baptize. All right? Now, this is what, uh, this is what you do. Uh, you can mark on your Connect card, your bulletin that you got, hey, I want to be baptized. You can mark that out and drop that in the offering plate. You can go back to the hub. Those are those tables with all the black uh, uh, tablecloths on it, and you can sign up to be baptized. Now, here's one of the things that we do at One Church that's kind of unique. I don't hear of a lot of other churches doing this. We ask you to shoot a video. You saw Deidre's story, and wasn't that touching? And see, here's the cool thing about this. You can shoot a video. It's in your own words. You can thank the people you want to thank. You can maybe quote your favorite Bible verse. You can just talk about your story. And if you're a Christian, you have a story that you used to be lost, and now you're found. You used to be blind, but now you see. All right? By the way, that's amazing. Greg, throw that out there. All right? But here's the thing. You all have a story. So next Sunday, we're going to baptize. And here's what you're going to need to do. You need to show up, bring you a towel, bring you some stuff that can get wet, all right? Um, bring you a change of clothes, and you're going to show up at about 9.15, 9.30, and we're going to shoot your baptism video, your story, before you get baptized. That way, ladies, your hair can be all pretty. Come on now. Uh, you can look, all your makeup can be nice, and we're going to shoot that story, then we're going to shoot your baptism, we're going to put it together, and then we're going to show that, and then once we do that, we'll, put, we'll post that up on Facebook, and guess what you can do? You can tag yourself and all of your friends on Facebook. 
You can download the video. You can send links to your, your friends so that everybody can know, hey, listen, I'm advertising Jesus. I'm sold out for Jesus. That's what it's all about. And that's what you can do next Sunday. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Don't be a stale old donut. Do it while you're hot, right? Do it while you're excited about Jesus. Very important. All right, a couple of questions. Got a couple of questions, all right? Um, and th- man, this is, a, this is a deep one. What if the child dies before they are baptized and is old enough to give their life to Christ? All right, that's a, now let me just say this. The reason why many denominations would baptize children is because back then the, 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 the mortality rate for infants was very, very high. And they said, okay, if the infant dies, then they can go to heaven. But here's what you and I both know. Does baptism save you? No, it doesn't. It doesn't save you. So that's the reason why we don't baptize infants here. Now, here, here's something to just kind of you can just kind of rest with. God is a God of love, and he's a God of justice. And if he's not going to send somebody to hell if they don't have an opportunity to give their heart and their life to Jesus, if they don't have the, the knowledge we're about to be able to understand that. So if a child, he doesn't understand that he's a sinner. He doesn't know that Jesus has come to die for him. I believe that if that child, that child dies without knowing that, that child is going to go to heaven. Well, where do you see that in the Scripture? I really don't. It's not in there. But it's what I believe. And if you're struggling with that, if you're like, I think I want to get a second opinion, please do. But I know that God is love. I know that God is a God of justice. And uh, so that's just that's what I believe. Now, if that child, if, if he is at that point where he can understand Jesus Christ and his love, and just like if, if an adult is at that point where he understands that Jesus loves him, or Jesus loves her, but yet that sin has separated her, and they don't give their heart and their life to Jesus Christ, then it's very clear what the Bible has to say. You can take the child out of it. It's it's everyone. If you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you're not going to go to heaven. It's that clear. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 1 John 5, verses 11 and 12 says, this is God's testimony, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is through His Son. He who has the Son has life, but he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. If you do not have God's Son living in your heart, if you don't have a relationship with Him, then you do not have eternal life. That's what the Bible has to say. A couple of other questions. All right? Can others show up to support those being baptized? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you got friends, you got relatives, you got, I mean, tell them to show up. Show up, and, and let me, hear me, how we baptize here at One Church is, is, is we, we get crazy. Because it's exciting, right? It's the most exciting thing you can ever do, giving your heart to Jesus Christ. And that what that symbolizes, I used to be dead, but not no more. It's exciting. So if you're like, I don't think we should clap in church, all right? All right, get, buy you a little bit bigger size underwear and come on, because it's going to be fun. All right, don't be so uptight, all right? Because here's what the Bible has to say. Some of y'all are finally getting that, all right? The Bible says, and listen to me on this one, that when every time a person gives their heart to Jesus, that the angels rejoice in heaven. 
Now, if the angels rejoice, what should we be doing? Yeah! Woo! Some of y'all are like, I'm awake, right? That should be exciting. So be excited. Nothing better, nothing greater than seeing people cross that line and saying, I'm in. I love Jesus. So are you going to do that today? Are you at that point where you're like, I think I need to begin that relationship with Jesus? Then I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. And before we pray and before I give you that invitation, some of you, you may be like, I, I know I know Jesus. I've been putting something off. You don't need to put it off any longer. That's Christian atheist talk. Let everybody know that you love Jesus. And maybe you got baptized before you believe and you need to do what I need to do. You need to get baptized. And it may be a pride thing. Well, I'm old. You know, kids don't care, do they? Kids don't mind getting baptized. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's only us as parents when we get older and get a little bit older like, I don't think I can do that. I got a Greek word for that. It's called bunk. Humble yourself and he will lift you up.